Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith McCrossin, MLA for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, February the 14th. Yes, it's Valentine's Day. It's the day for love here and throughout the world. My mission as MLA for Cumberland North is a labor of love. My mission is to help you rebuild Cumberland North together. Building on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, servant leadership, honesty, and empowering all people, every single person that lives here. And together, you and I can build on the pillars of healthcare, reducing poverty in our communities, caring for our Mother Earth, and building and supporting entrepreneurship and businesses right here in Cumberland North. Today, I'll give you an overview of what I did for you as MLA last week, or at least I'll touch on as much of it as I can, as well as give you an overview of my work that's planned for this week. Last week, as your MLA, some of the issues that I worked on included the Howard's Bridge was reported as having damage to the surface boards, which resulted in the bridge being closed for repair. So our area manager responded very promptly to, um, to concerns from local constituents once they contacted me. Last week, I had a lot of complaints from people about gas prices increasing, and I'll talk about that a little later on in the update. Property assessments, uh, property tax assessments increasing quite significantly and had quite a few complaints about that as well. Also lack of access to health care services such as home physiotherapy as well as long wait times to see medical specialists. Lack of ambulance services in Cumberland County as well. Lack of available housing and I'm hearing this from people of all socioeconomic levels both for affordable housing units but also for people in higher income levels as well. Certainly, there's large, large opportunities for entrepreneurs and develop developers to increase housing supply here in Amherst, in Pugwash, throughout all of Cumberland North. So if you're a business person or if you have money to invest, please consider investing in increasing our housing supply. Last week, I also uh, watched public accounts meeting, which was uh, a meeting this last week that focused on provincial corporations, and they met with three deputy ministers from three different departments. I also attended virtually the Forestry Nova Scotia meeting with an update on forestry, as well as had an individual meeting with the CEO for Efficiency One. And a little later on in the update, I'm going to give share with you some potential resources that could help you save money. Last week, the government made it a very, very positive announcement regarding our continuing care assistance that they received a 23 to 25 percent wage increase. Now, this is something that people have been calling for for years. Our continuing care assistants do incredible work doing direct patient care, one-on-one -on -one bedside care for people that work in the community as well as in our long-term care facilities. So I'm so happy to see this wage increase announced last week and I, I've supported this action. In fact, I had put it in my letter to the Minister of Long-Term Care that I had sent just two weeks ago. So I was very encouraged to see this. I did receive some calls though from continuing care assistants that work through community services. So they were told that they did not qualify for this wage increase. So as you can imagine, they are not happy. Many of these CCAs work in the community in areas like small option and group homes. I also received phone calls from people that do the same type of work as CCAs, uh, often referred to as personal care workers or residential care workers. 
that work in residential care facilities and nursing homes as well and they were not granted the same wage increase so we have some unhappy people there but the government have said they're willing to take a closer look at this and they said that more changes are coming this week as your MLA I have a few meetings scheduled with constituents I will continue working to prepare for the spring sitting of the legislature looking at presenting some amendments to bills to improve services for you here in Nova Scotia I'm also doing another COVID booster clinic tomorrow at Amherst Medical Aesthetics and will be giving the Pfizer vaccine to constituents I also have a housing meeting this week scheduled scheduled along with several community members that are interested in improving access to affordable housing. The local board called Cumberland Homelessness and Housing Support Association have agreed to work with us on affordable housing needs here in Amherst and in Pugwash and throughout Cumberland North. And we're looking forward to working with them uh, as they've already done some great work on trying to get emergency housing in our community for those in need. As you can imagine, this is incredibly important work. When someone is in a situation that they have no resources, no financial resources, no community, family, or friend support, and find themselves in a situation where they cannot put a roof over their heads, some of them sleeping in vehicles or literally sleeping in the inside cubicles of buildings, uh, we need to step up as a community and support those people, make sure that they can put a roof over their heads so that they can um, get themselves in a more stable situation. And we ha do have incredible community members right now that are working on this and that want to make improvements. And I'm so grateful for that. So we do have a meeting um, on that topic later this week as well. One of the things I wanted to provide an update on today is today is the is day one of the reopening plan for Nova Scotia regarding the pandemic. So the government had announced uh, phase one, two, and three, and phase one starts today. So I want to highlight a couple of the points of this new phase one uh, reopening plan. It affects many of our businesses in a positive way. But one thing I really want to highlight today, and I'm actually on my way into the office this morning I actually drove out to the border just to take a peek at it and the border restrictions are completely lifted uh, as of midnight last night so it's really something uh, I think that impacts those of us living here in the border community more than anyone else in the province but it's quite symbolic of everything that we've been through since March 23rd of 2020 uh, so as of today the border restrictions are completely lifted for everyone traveling in and out of Nova Scotia. So that is uh, very symbolic uh, today. So I did want to highlight that. I did go out and when I took a peek, I could see the, the women and the men that work at the border, they're packing up. The Jersey barriers are still on the highway. So if you're traveling into Nova Scotia, please be careful. Um, all along, the mayors and myself have been very concerned about the safety with those Jersey barriers right on the Trans-Canada Highway. There still is a flashing yellow light. And I'm assuming once the storm is over that the Department of Public Works will remove those off the Trans-Canada Highway um, as soon as they are able. But a couple of weeks ago, I sent a letter to the Minister of Environment, Minister Tim Hallman. His department is responsible for staffing of the uh, border, I 
always called them our border guards, the border patrol people. And a couple of weeks ago in my letter to him, I did point out that it is a significant waste of taxpayers' dollars continuing to have that set up on the Trans-Canada Highway, considering that there's three entrances into Nova Scotia that are not manned, and most people just bypass the, um, the checkpoint. So I was really happy to see that removed uh, because you deserve your tax dollars to be spent much more wisely than what was happening right there. So a couple of other points that I want to make um, bring up to you today with regards to the reopening plan phase one today is that restaurants are going to be able to go to 75% capacity. They, they had been at 50%. So that hopefully will help our restaurant owners. If you're able to, uh, please go out and support, support our restaurants and cafes. Live music will now be permitted indoors as well, as well as dancing. So put your dancing shoes on. This week, uh, retail stores can operate at maximum capacity and uh, that will hopefully help all of our retail businesses as well. Long-term care facilities. So if you have a loved one in the long-term care facility, they, the residents there can now have two visitors at a time and they do not need to be the same two visitors each time. So that's good news. Unfortunately, the residents still can only leave the facility for medical appointments or to go for a drive. Um, they're not allowed to have any contact with any other people outside of the place that they live. Um, and I know many of the residents living there have been feeling very trapped and isolated. Uh, so I'm looking forward to when these restrictions will be, uh, continue to be lifted even more, just for the mental health of the people living in our residential care facilities. Informal social gatherings. Now, um, as of midnight last night, um, the public health rules are that you can have up to 25 people indoor or outdoor without social distancing and masks. So you can have people in your home if you'd like, up to 25 people. That includes the members of your household and you do not need to social distance and, or wear a mask. Now, obviously we've been through a lot in the last two years and at the end of the day, we're all responsible for our own health and safety. and. Of course, we want to continue to be wise and use our own um, good, good common sense as we transition through these new phases. There are several other um, changes that have happened today with this phase one plan and I encourage you if you have any questions just to take a look. You can go on the Nova Scotia Coronavirus website for more de details about that. Nova Scotia still remains under a state of emergency. I continue to receive messages about that. I do not receive any messages that are in support of a continued state of emergency in Nova Scotia, but rather every message that I receive, people are asking why and asking for this to be lifted. So this of course is the decision of the Premier and his Minister of Municipal Affairs, Mr. John Lohr. Anyone that has strong opinions on this, I am encouraging you to reach out directly to the Premier's office and let him know your views. We are seeing continued unrest throughout the entire country as we're seeing people protesting against the mandates, against the strict public health restrictions. And certainly I'm getting a lot of messages here at my office regarding that. 
I'm seeing very polarized views. I have people contacting me that are very fearful of the mandates being lifted too quickly and are in favor of things moving slowly. And then I have others contacting me who are very angry and very upset with the restrictions and are demanding that things be lifted quickly um, as we're seeing throughout the country. We know all too well living here in a border community what strict uh, mandates and restrictions can do to the mental health and to the lives of those living under very strict rules and restrictions. We saw people here in our border community and we continue to see challenges with our health care service access being limited. We went through well over a year and a half of businesses being restricted from their customer base just across the border. We had family members not be able to go to their own children's funerals. We had people not be able to take care of their elderly parents living often five to ten minutes away. So we know all too well living in our border community the challenges that that these mandates uh, bring. Of course we had our own protests back in June of last year and one thing that the media did portray us as a community that were against vaccines. We, we all know that that was not the case. And those of you listening know all too well, if you listen regularly, that I fully support vaccination against the COVID-19 virus. I am a strong supporter of free society and for civil liberties not to be removed. And I do believe that our Charter of Rights and Freedoms needs to be intact and needs to be respected. People cannot continue to live under a state of fear. I think everyone knows now that wearing a mask does provide some protection. Washing your hands with soap and water, keeping a physical distance from others, all will contribute to preventing spread of any virus and infection. However, we also know that this Omicron virus is incredibly contagious and it can make you very sick. But thankfully, the vaccine will provide protection against illness and death. It's not perfect, there's no question about that. The vaccines are not perfect, but they do provide some protection. I am hoping that the leaders of this country this week will take action to remove unnecessary mandates that are causing huge civil unrest throughout our country of Canada. Let's all strive to listen to one another even when we have differing viewpoints and differing ideas. Active listening is the first step in resolving conflict. And what a better day to start than today on Valentine's Day when it's a day that we focus on love. May I suggest that we don't just focus on romantic love, but focus on the other principles of love, kindness, patience, goodness, and start practicing those in our everyday conversations, whether it's in person or whether it's on social media like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. It's time to come together to be united as a people, whether it's here in Cumberland North, Cumberland County, Nova Scotia, the Maritimes, and our entire country of Canada. I want to talk to you for a few minutes today before we finish off about the price of gas. We're seeing the price of gas increase dramatically and I've had a lot of people asking 
why, and what can you do as our MLA to improve it. Last week I did a video explaining how the price of gas is determined. And I'm going to go through that quickly with you today in my update. So first of all, the price of gas in Nova Scotia is regulated by the Utility and Review Board. Every Friday, the Utility and Review Board take a look at the price of oil and they base it on the New York Commodity Exchange. They look at the benchmark price, then they put in a wholesale margin. There is a transportation adjustment depending on where the gasoline and diesel are being transported to in the province. There's six different zones. Cumberland County is in zone four, so we pay higher gas prices than, say, Halifax, but Cape Breton pays the highest. Then we see a huge amount of tax being put on the benchmark price of gas. There's a 10 cents per liter federal excise tax. There's a 1.8 cents per liter carbon tax. There's a 15.5 cent provincial motive tax. After all those taxes are added on to the benchmark and wholesale price, then we have a retail market adju markup adjustment, and that is between 5.4 and 7.4 cents per liter. And then after all of that, we have harmonized sales tax, which we all know is 15% tax. And that 15% is divided up provincially and federally, so 10% goes to the province, and 5% goes to the federal government. So that is just a quick overview of what determines the price of gas. So every time the price of gas goes up or the price of oil goes up globally, which right now we're seeing it increase dramatically, that benchmark price is gonna go up and then everything else is gonna go up on top of that. So buckle down, be prepared for the price of gas to continue going up. Now I'm looking at it as your MLA to see what can our province do to help you to bring the price of gas down or at least to try and prevent it from continuing to increase so dramatically. And of course, we have the ability as a province to remove or lower the provincial mode of gas tax, as well as communicate with our federal government on their excise tax as well as HST. So those are a few of the things that I'm looking at discussing in the spring sitting of the legislature. Last week I held a meeting with Efficiency One and we reviewed all of the provincial programs that are available to help you create efficiencies for energy in your home. And next week I will share those programs in more detail, but in the meantime if you're interested, go on to Efficiency One Nova Scotia website where you can take a closer look at these programs. I'd like to send birthday wishes and anniversary wishes to anyone who's celebrating this week, including yesterday, my old friend from PDHS, Vicki Vandenberg, celebrated a birthday. Today, on Monday, Mr. Jeff Black, who's one of our truckers of forestry products. On Tuesday, Terry McCormick celebrates a birthday. On Wednesday, Mr. Jeff DeGans, who's well known in the radio industry, who has been working at Kansa Nova Scotia Works in the last few years. On, on the 17th, we have Terry Stone celebrating a birthday. On Friday the 18th, Emily Brown, beautiful Emily Brown. And on Saturday the 19th, Karen Fowler. I'd like to send my condolences to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including the family and friends of Eleanor Bessie LeBlanc, Philip Patrick Murphy, Susan Gloria Edwards, and Dorothy Lee Thompson. And anyone else who has lost a loved one recently, please accept my condolences. A couple of reminders for this week. 
February, we celebrate African Heritage Month. Please take an opportunity to learn more about the very rich African heritage we celebrate right here in Cumberland County. On the weekend, I had an opportunity to visit the new owners of the Amershore Country Store, Samantha and Jason Robinson. And I have to say how inspired and encouraged I was to see their ambitious plans for the Amershore Country Store. So stay tuned. They're bringing in some exciting things for this spring and this summer. They're going to have propane services. They're opening what's called uh, the kitchen, which will have um, fish and chips, smoked meats, and other fine foods available. Also, they are going to have an ice cream shack open this summer, as well as right now they're undergoing extensive renovations inside to expand the products that they have inside the Amershore Country Store. My husband and I also had an opportunity to go to the Amershore Country Inn where we enjoyed incredible accommodations and meal prepared by Mary and Rob Laceby. We also went snowshoeing in their extensive hiking trails that they have right across the road. If you have an opportunity to go out for dinner, you're looking for a place to stay, whether it's for one night, a weekend, or a week or more, take advantage of what we have right close by at the Amherst Shore Country Inn. Incredible services and hospitality. We certainly have a lot to celebrate right here in Cumberland North. And today on Valentine's Day, I hope that you take time to celebrate someone that you love. Life can be challenging and certainly we know that the last couple of years have been rough. It's easy to be inward focused and thinking about all the challenges that you're going through. But I encourage everyone listening today to be outward focused, to be focused on others and looking for ways that you can encourage and spread love. Today on Valentine's Day, every day this week, and onward. Have a great week, everyone. Take care of yourselves and take care of others. I'd like to also end by saying thank you to Mr. Ron Bickle and everyone at CFTA 107.9.